Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello. How are you? First things first, you guys. I've got my first ever live hoovering show coming up. It's lunchtime on the 6th of October and it's part of the Manchester Podcast Festival. I've got guests from Coronation Street and Bake Off and brilliant podcast All Killer No Filler. If you can get to Manchester that day, I would love to have you there. Also, if you've got any spare bucks to support this podcast in exchange for prizes, including actually, if you do $5 a month, for example, you get half price tickets to any live events. Sorry. Anyway, if you are up for that, then please go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This week's episode was so, so exciting. I don't know if you're watching BBC's Great British Menu, but it's wicked. In the Northeast Rounds, at the beginning, there was this super kind and creative-seeming chef called Dave Coulson with his own restaurant in Newcastle called Peace and Loaf. Incredibly, he agreed to talk to me. Not just that, but to feed me. Get in. An early heads up for the first time on this podcast, and in my life actually for a really, really, really long time, I ate meat on this day. I explain in the episode why, but basically I think it's amazing that Dave uses bits of animal that otherwise were destined for the bin, and it felt like one of those rare treats of a time. I always thought that very occasionally, in situations where it's someone's absolute speciality, and especially when I know things have been super ethically sourced, I will try meat. I hope you're not rooted by that. And if you are, you just have to accept my apologies. I'm not someone who's very good with absolute rules. Anyway, one of my patrons, Hero, Chloe Scott, had dared me to eat a durian fruit. And that very morning that I was meeting Dave, I spotted one in the window of an Asian supermarket. So where better to drag it to than to a real life chef? I knew they were meant to stink, but my sweet baby god. It was like a corpse's sweaty trainer that someone had puked cheese into. Just getting it to the restaurant, there's no way on earth my Uber rating will have been left unscathed. So we start in the kitchen of Dave's beautiful restaurant, Peace and Loaf, with us and all of his kitchen team going a bit nuts over this bonkers looking and evil smelling fruit. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I mean, look at that. There you go. It's a giant coconut. Yeah. It's a giant coconut. Have you felt, you've had it. Don't you smell it? Oh, it's bad. I've got your hands out. I've got your hands out. No. It's sticky. 
and it's heavy. And stinky. And That's stinky. really oh, stinky. Are you it like that? I don't no. know. That's why I brought it to some chefs. It didn't smell too bad on the bug. Oh. No, close up, it's not as bad, is it? It was 40 quid. 40 pounds? Yeah. yeah. One of the people that helped, <laughs> helped me fund the podcast. Dare me. Like a melon. There's a picture of it on there. <laughs> Quite curious. <laughs> I bought you something nice as well. Oh, got the tea. You got the ball, like. Yeah, it's like a chicken. Chicken. Which is fucking cow is this possibly going to taste like? It tastes like custard. It's supposed to is like, it? Yeah. It's supposed to taste really nice. Smell like that and taste like custard. Oh, yeah. You'd think that in the wild, if it smelt like that, what? as like a cave person, you'd steer clear, wouldn't you? Natural reactions to it. Yeah, you'd think it would be like a sign. Fucking hell! But it does start to smell a bit more like a fruit, yeah, actually. There's a tanginess yeah. to it once you get up close. It's like. You're all so chilled about it. You don't think it's that bad. You should smell some of these chefs the other day. You think these it's like banana textures? Whoa. There you go. I'm terrified, I'll be honest. Oh, Oh, hello. Looks like foie gras. It's sweet. It feels like it as well. Does it? Is it really tender? Take a look. Bottom beer. It's like a little, it's like a banana, man. What? Christ. Still, what are you going to put me a bit of this one? Oh, I'm stinking, man. I can't keep sniffing it, actually. It's going to make me rich. I'll just actually wash my hands. Friendly, hot. I'm waiting, not like... Go on, Kev. Do you want to see mine? Oh, wait. Take a chunk of that. And Rob. Nice. Got a bottle of it. Have you seen it, son? Yeah, it's like banana. Straight in. No. Just put a quick bit off there. It takes super right mango. Don't let it stop in your bumble. Oh, God. It is like custard. It's like, like six straight. You want some banana? Like six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, from here now, it smells nice. It's not too bad. It's like, you've just got to quickly, like, chew it and just think, should I think it's banana? It's like banana mango, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tasty. It's, 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 it's on borderline, isn't it? What could you make with that? Oh, that is like custard. What could you make with it? Like, I mean, it's like brown, will it? Got me pastry. It's like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Get the stuff. <laughs> like, we are just getting naked. Get these in. This smells. Let me add some. That is the heat. Some. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, bro. Neil, you only got this, was you? He's out the door. Get some of it. Well, it's not bad. It's terrifying. Don't taste. Come on, man. Oh, it's it's like banana, it's the outside. Okay, it's it tastes all creamy and banana-y. Yeah. The smell, you can't get rid of the smell. Yeah, it smells worse than that. It smells worse than that. I mean, I'm glad I've tried it, but I never, ever, ever want to have it again. It smells worse than that. What can you do with it? Because of the smell. So much of, like, whether you want to eat something is what it smells like and looks like. Before, and this Probably is like freezing grain or something. Covering chocolate. Yeah, maybe. It's with chocolate, maybe. It feels like surely you'd just be adding farts and death. It tastes the smell of farts and death to whatever you're adding. 
put milk in a bit of cream, some cinnamon. I think something. if you cook it, it would lose its crunches. Banana bread. Oh, durian bread. It would have to be in with something that tastes so nice. Have a look at what type of dishes we make with that. And then the juice comes out of the jungle. Just crack it on. Have you have it? Let's just have it as a pudding. It's all yours. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a begrudging thank you. Oh. That's cool. I, oh. I, I always want to try one. Yeah, me too. And Job done. <laughs> Never again. It's like that's creamy, it's just it? so sweet and creamy, but it's just because you can still smell it while you're eating it. It's yeah. ruined. Want to watch how we do this ham? Yes. Of course, I want to watch how we do this ham. It's expensive fruit. Yeah. Oh, we have like a. Ham and peas pudding sandwich. Right. It's now a sandwich. Oh, wow. This is pit- our little version. Peas pudding on the bottom there. Yeah. Some ham we've braised with uh, all the vegetables yeah. in there. Uh, vegetables and we finish with, with uh, nice fresh herbs and mustard and stuff. Another spoon. This is a. Uh, that looks nice. Caper jam. Caper jam. Yeah. It's like uh, lemons, skins, uh, sugar. Good swipe for the richness of that. Right. That's a quenelle. Is that a quenelle? That's a quenelle, yeah. Quenelle. Quenelle of caper jam. Right, side. It's a little bit of a joke. I like ham with pineapple. Right. It's quite controversial, isn't it? People get quite leery about that. It's a re- the real Marmite. Sexy plate as well. What's this? Just, uh, dill oil. Dill oil. Should we finish it off? Wow. Got anything else? Kind of like? A bit of ham stock. So I bought you some Dorset ginger biscuits to make up for the jury. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everything you make is from like near you or where you're from. So I'm from Dorset, so I picked them up last time I was down. I can't wait to have a cup of tea with them. Yeah. Um, the most famous biscuit from Dorset is called the Dorset Knob. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's plain and it's like a really hard, plain biscuit. It's rank. So I thought I couldn't bring you that. A biscuit, it's got to be pleasurable, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? there's got to be some cheese or something sugary involved, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. This looks amazing. I haven't eaten meat for so long that I'm oh, really oh, nervous. So that's basically Newcastle on a plate, though. So Is it? It's, uh, you've, got to, you've got to eat it if you come here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also, I don't know, I think I'm just trying to be more open-minded and I think in places like this so careful about where you got your meat you showed me a duck that got killed yesterday yeah that's so cool where'd you get them from then so I work with like a, a really good butcher and yeah. um, he, he'll give me a few options and we'll taste it yeah. and see what we like best and, wow um, like it is nice to use it local but mm. we'll still use the best yeah we, we want to use the best that's yeah. the best yeah, so you've got something from the Isle of Wight. That's around my way. Yeah. Is that tomatoes or tomatoes, something? Tomatoes, yeah. Isle of Wight, yeah. Brilliant. Best in the country. Really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, what, they're just the most tomatoist tomatoes? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're looking for, isn't it? Tomato, isn't it? The most tomatoiness. I just, why is it that tomatoes, when you have them in a hot country like Italy or Spain or Turkey, they're just so, so much better? 
I think it's because it's hot. Yeah, it's just they must just grow much quicker, or Mm -hmm. are they able to grow slower, longer? I don't really understand the science of it. It's funny that Isle of Wight is as close as we've got to a a proper tomato-growing climate. And the furthest down south you can go. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh wow! That's so sweet. Love it. Make sure you get a big pineapple as well. Okay. So it's ha it's this is pressed ham and vegetables. God. Peas pudding. So pretty you don't want to smash it all up. I'm doing it. Mmm. Oh wow! It's so good. Thank you. The dill is like I don't know. When I hear the word dill, I think all right. But that's actually that's it. Really, really shines through all of that. It goes a, with it all um, so perfectly. It's a it's a complex thing, dill. Really, yeah. like when it goes in your, when it, when you eat it, it's. Um, I think I think it's got a bad rep from from the nineties or something. Do you think it's just so overdone with yeah. fish? Basically, you Probably, think of yeah. it with every smoked salmon and a handful of dill. Yeah, I think that's it. People, people were bored of it, but it's really nice. That's so tasty. I didn't get any of this caper. What was it? Caper. Caper, caper jam. Caper jam. Um, caper, ice and sugar, and uh, lemon zest. Cook, cooked down, caramelised. <gasps> oh, so tasty. I think normally, like, I think this is why I could never be like a food critic because I'm aware that they're meant to just like have one mouthful and then talk about it. But I'm afraid I just need to eat loads of it and just take a lot of time just doing that. Is that all right? Most of, most of them just do just stuff it in the mouth. Do they stuff like it down? Some of them are suspiciously thin, though, Dave. Mmm. Wow. Is that mustard seeds? Yeah, some mustard in the in the terrine and in the, so in the dressing. Like, Salt. The vegetables are really sort of clean and earthy in the middle of that ham, and then just all the different sweets and sours of all the pickles and that capers, and then that pineapple's perfect. Pineapple and the dill just like waking you up all in the middle of it all. Love it. Thank you. Off the charts. <laughs> this is the best job in the world I've got. I've got the best job in the world. Uh, I think being a chef's Do you? Yeah, I think it's the best job. I mean, you get to try this sort of stuff day in, day out. Yeah. I have to wait till I'm talking to someone as clever as you. It's not clever. Oh, wow. How do you aerate that then? So. This crackling. You get um, pork skin. Yeah. uh, Boil it for an hour and a half uh, really fast. Right. um, And then chill it down flat. And then you scrape. Like uh, everything off, so you're just left with the outside skin there. Okay. So scraping all the fat and, and everything off, you're just left with a little film of pork. Right. And then, and then we dehydrate that um, at 70 degrees overnight. Wow. And then when it's, it goes like a piece of plastic, mm. and then we deep fry it and it quadruples in size. Wow, it looks like a. It's like a space raider. Foam. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like a space raider. <laughs> But it tastes really... Re- I love everything it's salty, it's so it's quite rich, my, isn't my it? Favorite. But it's really rich. It's creamy. It's almost eggy. Mm-hmm. Which is lush. Mm. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to try this posh bread as well. Yes, we, we made a bread <gasps> for every service. Fresh. Yeah. Twice a day. Wow. And look at that. What's that sprinkled on that butter? Uh, seaweed. <gasps> and that's, um, so that's, it's not actually butter. It's not it's, butter? Um, What's this? Beef fat. Whoa. <gasps> so it's like, like a, foam. It's like old school, I'm like. Uh, what was that? Is that old school, like dripping? Like dripping, yeah, old school dripping. With seaweed on it. Whoa! It's one of the best days of my life. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Mmm. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever had anything like that beef fat. It just vanishes. Yes, just get all. It just like you get this like. Um, oh God! 
to do this podcast, I really need to learn to get better at describing things. You get all this flavour, like, and it almost goes around the whole of the top of the inside of your mouth, like all around the outside of your mouth, like a globe, and then it's like poof, gone. It's so it light. Yeah. It's so lovely and lovely. It's so good. Well, uh, the bread to be nice and light, and the, yeah. the butter to be light with it, and, and warm. Yeah. Wow. I'll see. Um, when your restaurant's called Peace and Off, you've got to do yeah. nice bread and butter, haven't you? Yeah. So Absolutely. I only know you off the telly, so it's all, always weird, isn't it? But it felt like, from how that was edited at least, that you're very passionate about where you're from. Is that... That's tr- very true, very yeah. Very true. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you're still here. Born and bred here. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I love it. I don't think I could live anywhere else. I've tried. And, and <laughs> failed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that beep, huh? something ready in the kitchen do you think that that durian fruit I bought you is setting an alarm off <laughs> <laughs> someone's puked <laughs> it's a puke alarm <laughs> got special chef puke alarm <laughs> if you are going to do really experimental food you will need to get a puke alarm installed I want to know about your eating when you were growing up around here. Who was cooking in your house? When did you start cooking or having an interest yeah. in that? Siblings, all that stuff. Um, so I, I probably started cooking quite young. Okay. Um, my mum my went to, uh, back to university when I was about four or five or something. Oh, I love your mum. And um, <laughs> thank you. She be pleased with that. She went back to university um, and uh, my dad looked after us. So we were one of my dad's specialities is like. Uh, pie and soup so you, you buy a, a pie from the shop yeah. and then cover it with a kind of like soup get in oh, I've never heard of that <laughs> is that a Newcastle thing no I think it's no, just, it's just your dad, dad. Right? <laughs> pie and soup <laughs> what's the best pie with the best soup combo I, um, I think it's got to be like a mince pie with a Heinz beef broth oh ok it's a nice little combo yeah wicked a couple of slices of bread and butter Okay, fair enough. That, In my head, I'm thinking like just because I can't see the marriage of a chicken and mushroom with a tomato soup. So no, it's just got to be beef and I beef. Think, yeah, you've got to stick. If you, you'd have to have like a, either a kind of chicken soup or a mushroom soup. Yeah, fair enough. I think <laughs> yeah. you've got to have some uh, lineage or something. You know, it's got to yeah. match. <laughs> fair enough. So because you couldn't bear to have pie and soup every night, you started cooking quite young. Did you have lots of brothers and sisters uh, or any? No, I've got I've got one brother. Yeah, um, I'm the oldest. Yeah, um, he doesn't cook like this. Still now doesn't cook. Still doesn't. Why would you if you could come to your brother's restaurant and eat like this? Yeah, I'm assuming you give him a mate's right? Yeah, I'll look after him when he comes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he enjoys it actually. He's, yeah, obviously this was from a small village, you know, and yeah, um, the, nobody eats like this. What we cook here, but um, yeah, so it's, it's maybe a bit of a shock to people. But yeah, I don't think it's too. Um, December from what what I know what I know from yeah. food and what I was brought up to brought yeah. up with because those are the things that I think taste nice yeah so you know you've just taken them just took it to the to next new level. extremes and yeah. next level yeah but also there's something so inventive about I think the way that you approach food and also um, like I knew I'd be happy to eat meat here because you do stuff with bits of meat that and normally getting binned yeah. I guess well it's, these um, them pig's feet you've seen us doing earlier yeah. you know, that's, that's, those are for the incinerator yeah so you were saying the butcher gives you them for yeah. free what I shouldn't tell the customers that. ok <laughs> <laughs> you were saying that the butcher gives you those for really, cheap, really cheap because no <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the customers care and actually I think customers would be really pleased yeah because you um, want to know that you're I think if you're ethical about if you're even vaguely ethical about how you what you eat is sourced or you're trying to be then the idea that you're eating something that was otherwise going to go in the bin that once belonged to something that breathes yeah. that's magic to me I think you should brag that's, about that to the good. customers well I think uh, now you put it that way so nicely <laughs> <laughs> okay good I'll keep it in that's staying in um, <laughs> I mean it's probably going to be really hard to articulate but how did you go from tins of tins of soup onto a pie to like having your own restaurant? It's a huge journey. Did you train somewhere? Did you go from school straight into cooking? Yeah, before I left school, I was working as a um, dishwasher. Right. In, a, in, a, in my local pub. And, right. Um, just uh, was the food there good? The food was not good, no. no. Um, <laughs> but I, I watched the lads and that, and yeah. um, 
was better doing their job right. than, than doing my job. So I just, um, yeah, I learned to do it. I started doing starters and stuff. I went to um, went to college for, for like three months. Yeah, in Newcastle? Uh, no, in a place called Peatley. Okay. It was like a football college thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to try and... Last chance of being a footballer or whatever at 16. Yeah. Were you into football then? Yeah, I was quite a good footballer, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think to look at it, so. Shut up. Um, so, yeah, um, I went and did that and uh, it was just horrible. Like, everybody wearing the same tracksuits and yeah. I wanted to just do my own thing. And it was, like a cult. I just, I just, yeah, it was like a cult. Yeah. Right? Like, they were all like... I think all footballers are the same, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're allowed to say that. All footballers are the same. I like Rio Fernand. He's good. <coughs> he's sound, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's good on Twitter. Yeah, he's really So is Gary Lineker. I like him on Twitter. Yeah. I yeah, like Gary's his opinions. Nice. I like... Uh, and didn't he shit himself once in the middle of a football match? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> the I'm going yeah. to always have respect for anyone that would do that. Shit himself in public. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, maybe not in a restaurant. On a football pitch. Anyway, if you work in the air, open air like a footballer, I think maximum shitting yourself at work. <laughs> so you're like, I want to do something else. And uh, so, so yeah, sorry. Just, for- uh, just a uh, quick way to make money, probably. That's why yeah. I got the job. And then... Um, Loved it. Like, yeah. from, like from the second week doing it full time, I was I was hooked. Lovely. And then, um, I found out what I watched something caught my eye on the telly about um, a Michelin star, Michelin star restaurant. This is like uh, 1999. Yeah. Um, and and I went and asked my head chef about it the next day, and he was like, "Oh, so what you get for being a good chef?" And so I want to I want to work in places like that. That's a bit of an understatement, isn't it, really? That's what you get for being a good chef. <laughs> it, take, it feels like there's a little bit... Is it that meritocratic, do you think, the Michelin think star so, yeah, system? So. You just graft away. And surely that... I think... I don't know. I'm coming at this as a comedian. Um, but I, I know from comedy that there is a constant balance in terms of success, which is all relative. Um, I don't know what the equivalent would be of having like a stonking really high end restaurant in your hometown that's going great guns and you're on telly and stuff I think, I like, think that's probably um, playing the city hall when yeah. Michael McIntyre's playing the big arena <laughs> <laughs> well I'm playing the stand comedy club maximum well, yeah, so 100 seats we're, no. we're on the same level <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I think that in terms of the next level, next level, next level, with comedy, when it comes to prizes, which is how I see the Michelin stars, but, but put me right if I'm completely right, wrong on this, it, it stops being meritocratic then. And it comes down to all sorts of other things. So it's not just how good you are. It's also about how sort of fashionable your brand is at a certain time or, or, or how much buzz oh, there is about God. you. Loads of shit you can't control, basically. I, think, um... I wonder if it's the same in restauranting. Yeah, I think probably sometimes if you if you've um, if you've trained under a, a, a great chef and then yeah. you open your own restaurant um, in London, you know um, you'll get a few reviews. You've got to get yeah. the reviews quickly. Yeah, and um, hopefully a star would happen quickly. I think yeah. you need to get them quickly in London, or they yeah. should more quicker than here. Because what in Newcastle is. What's the process of getting a star? Do you go, go ask someone to come and see if your star were there? No, they just come and check it uh, randomly. Really, like Ofsted? Uh, yeah, like Ofsted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they announce that they're here? No. Have you ever have you ever looked at someone and gone, they look Michelin star inspectory? I've seen people come in and then, and they think they're inspectors, yeah. What do they look like normally? Um, the the AA inspector, who I always recognise, he's a big, big fat guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's bald head so weird if you weren't. Imagine if it's like, oh, and there's one in there that is such an emaciated guy. Doesn't really like food. (laughs) (laughs) Never eats. Yeah, it just sniffs everything. Don't give him the jury. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So have you got a star? No. No. It's got to be on the cards. Yeah, I would like to... Um, I think I'll just keep chipping away and just um, just see if it comes. You know, I would, I would hate to think, oh, I've, I've wasted my life and not get one. Oh, what? It's not a waste of life to not get prizes. It's Come on, come on. That's not how we think. No, it's not how I think. It's, and it's easier since I've, got, I've become yeah. a family man. Yeah, but yeah, Before yeah. that, you know, like... Um, well, I don't know if you found this. I found that having a kid... We've got really similar age kids, if you're listening. We've both got two-year-olds. Um, so identical age, but if you're a parent, you'll understand the beginning and the end of two are quite different beasts <laughs> in terms of parenting sometimes. I found that becoming a parent gave me a real focus. I stopped sort of farting about with lots of things I was spending lots of time and energy on that weren't what I wanted to be doing when I was 50. And yeah. I stopped and thought, what do you want to do the next 20, 15 years of your life? Then focus on that and spend some time on that. And one of those things was eat some amazing food and talk about it with people and there so I set this up you know do you think it gave you like a bit more focus I think it made us feel a bit more comfortable about myself yeah um, confident and, and gives us a bit more confidence to um, to, to not care about because I've got I've got uh, I've got my family yeah and then what more what, could what, you what want what else do you need you know yeah. what I mean yeah um, I'll tell you a funny story from this morning yeah so I was at the um, just got up I was at the coffee machine and um he, come, he comes in and, and Laura bought him a new pair of pyjamas yesterday you know, yeah. uh, for like uh, three to four year olds but he's only two yeah <laughs> must have been cheap or something but he's quite big yeah so anyway he's got these massive massive pyjama bottoms and he comes running in and I didn't know what, what he wanted and, and eventually he says oh <laughs> so he pooed himself so when I, when I pulled his set uh, uh, trousers out to uh, see his nappy his nappy was round his ankle oh, no, no. <laughs> he's just dragging his shitty nappy around <laughs> shit everywhere oh. <laughs> and I had uh, hold him while, uh, while Laura showed him down oh, yeah, all over my worst. belly and everything like, in his brand new gym jam <laughs> yeah, just put them in the bin oh god they're animals <laughs> oh, they're just such animals yeah oh um, One of the best, aren't they? They are the best and the worst all at once. They're so <laughs> funny. Um, oh, God, I'm trying to think of a, a recent one from mine. We're sort of trying to do potty training at the moment. Um, and we've got to the point where if he's got his... Over the summer, we're like, well, we'll just have his kit off at home. And so we've got to the point where he knows at home he'll go on the potty. We still, if you put pants on him, he thinks the point of pants is to piss as soon yeah. as you can. Look at these wet. You're like, no, no, no. Oh, God. Just going to need hundreds and hundreds of pants. Um, I spoke to another chef on this podcast, and he was saying, lots of chefs get tummy ulcers because you're constantly tasting things, so you never feel really hungry. You don't ever think about your own proper balance. Mm-hmm. Like sit down and have no, never. meals. I don't think uh, our own diet is the last thing we think of. Yeah, and like so, we've made that beautiful dish there. Yeah. Well, what our job is to do is preserve that and sell it to customers. Yeah. Not eat it ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what, what if I had to do? Um, 
one coffee. of the lads, one of the yeah, I've had a coffee. I've had two coffees, uh, two Red Bulls, oh. um, <laughs> half a pack lunch. Oh. One of the lads brings a pack lunch in and share it. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, what's he bring in? Well, today. I wasn't very impressed because uh, his missus had made corned beef and onion sandwich. I don't like raw onion. No thanks. It's like that was on your, that was the one thing on your list that you said yeah. to me that you didn't like. So I was, wasn't impressed. Raw so white onion. Raw red onion. Oh, oh that's a bit better. It's a bit sweeter it's, than a raw it's white bit, onion. Uh, it's just an assault. <laughs> I've just fed you durian fruit and you're whinging about it was no, was it? I prefer to eat that over, over I just it. love the idea that you're cooking food like this whilst you're standing in that same kitchen eating a corned beef sandwich with some raw <laughs> onion in it have a word stop and have some of this it's really nice say scrum diddly umptious no and then you can be in my podcast so you're a dad talk to me about eating and dadding is your kid fussy yeah, it doesn't eat at all. He eats doesn't eat much. Like That's got to be a chef's worst. Like a sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a chef's worst nightmare, isn't it? It's the opposite of what I would want him yeah. to be, obviously. Um, he, he's, uh, he's very picky. He, uh, what does he like? Chocolate. So, <laughs> well, he's not an idiot then. Uh, he'll eat anything. We, we have to buy like uh, like malt loafs and stuff because so, right. it looks like chocolate. He's <laughs> <laughs> just having soaring. So anything. Uh, <laughs> and he, he only eats brown stuff, Cho- chocolate coloured things. So you think, currently thinks uh, soaring malt loaf is chocolate. <laughs> funny but at least like because you're so inventive with like you've infused all the vegetables into that ham you could get like some essence of spinach and inject it into some yeah. soaring <laughs> um, I'll try that one that's a good one because he has do you know what um, he's, he's taken medicine for iron right yeah yeah, um, yeah. and it's it's working wonders on him actually oh good it's, boy it's per- perked right up yeah yeah well you've got to supplement haven't you when toddlers aren't having I mean what toddler actually is eating enough no, raw think, greens you know, one of my neighbours down the street like she's like feeding her daughter uh, quinoa risotto and stuff and <laughs> That doesn't impress me, you know, like yeah. my son's fucking having monkey bars every for breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk to me about Great British Menu. What is the process of going on that? Um, so I worked for 18 years. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, grafted my nuts off for 18 years mm-hmm. and um, I was in the kitchen one day and I got a phone call mm-hmm. and... Um, was great British money and they asked if they could come and do a, like a screen test right um, so actually you know what, what, what happened is um, they rang said oh do you want to do great British money I was like okay yeah I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do it and then they rang back and said oh you're a sub um, right oh god that's brutal yeah it was, it was, it was good so I, I it happens like a, in acting and comedy as well you get penciled for stuff yeah, and then was, you just never hear again I was, I was gutted uh, so like I, and I had a, like my hair was probably this long and my beard was down here and yeah. um, I, I went and like shaved all my hair and shaved all I had a proper like Britney Spears moment just did you have a midlife crisis cleaned, shave off hair cleaned everything off nice and, um, and then then the next day they rang and said oh actually you're back on oh no um, and you shaved all your hairs yeah, off it was all gone yeah um, so I just had to kind of grow back oh, oh thank god there was time I was yeah, going to ask I was just I, I thought we were about to have a real a real scoop oh, where we right, found yeah. out that Dave Coulson did the Great British Menu with, with a, a wig, wig <laughs> <laughs> and a beard wig what's a beard wig called oh it's got a name isn't it it's not a schmock or is that, is that a different thing I was going to say Merkin and that is a really different thing is it called a beardkin or something like that I'll find out later I'll mm. google it tonight someone will tweet me <laughs> when this goes out um, oh okay and so then they were like you're in and then is there a long wait do they do you, yeah, so, so it's not like an audition thing I'd like um, t- two months three, two right. and a half months three months to, uh, and then to do you in that time do, I was going to say and in that time you plan what you're going to do um, I really love that show and so far I've only watched the North East stuff so I've got a lot of catching up to do um it's my favourite programme as well is it and, and, and I've learnt loads of stuff off it over the really? years really how long has it been going um, 
Series 13. Is it? Oh, God, I should right know now. that because I'm watching it on iPlayer and it says Series 13. Whoa. <laughs> um, shit, yeah, so... Because you do get to have a look quite a lot in the process of things. That's so fascinating then because the other two blokes who are both called Dan, or Dan and Danny, um, just seem to cook exactly the same thing. Yeah, they've got And me. that's because they planned that. But So you didn't communicate, you didn't know who else was on it beforehand. Yeah. So it's genuine coincidence that they were doing beef and lobster and they were doing... They seem to be doing lots of similar things. I think, well, they did everything the same, the same ingredients until... Yeah. Um, Dessert, didn't they? Yeah. I think, well, obviously, uh, the two great chefs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they cook their asses off all week. They've, they just must have the same thought process on, 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 on things. I think that um, they were wrong, though, and you should have gone through. I think you were so inventive. And also, the only one who wasn't a bit of a big head. But that's quite um, normal, I think, in chefing, isn't it? A bit of big headery. Yeah, I think all chefs are a little bit big headed. Um, got to be the king in your castle, haven't you? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I am probably, uh, I am the king in here, you know. So yeah, but, yeah. But not outside. It <laughs> no, just as soon as you get home, you wipe and yeah. shit off someone in the Wipe-in. shower. That takes you off your king pedestal very quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> the hose down. Yeah, the, the hose down. Oh. I'll never forget that. Um, we went to Spain earlier in the summer and my son... Um, did a shit so massive it went all up his back and we were in a little supermarket and we had to walk we had to walk I'm alright with that stuff I just think well just let's just all get covered in shit and then go home and get in the shower whereas my boyfriend is like oh god oh god he couldn't have hated it and he was like Jess he's leaving bits as we're walking along on the floor I was like shut up about it don't tell people just do just do it sorry talking about poo again let's talk about the great British menu and not poo um, what an amazing process I love that show but I felt like have they always had a theme like that you're cooking for the NHS in this theme yes yeah so there's yes. always like an ulti- there's always like a, there's always an a, institution of some sort the first one was like oh you're cooking for the Queen or something oh, like that you know it? it was really really yeah. big and I think last year it was um, Wimbledon which was a shit break. That's a shit dream, isn't shit. it? Who cares about Wimbledon yeah. compared to the Queen or Literally, the NHS? Nobody. It feels like the NHS. Because for me, I was like, that's why I asked. It's like the NHS is like the peak. I mean, mm. who doesn't love the NHS? That's mean that massive. You have to be a maniac. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Like NHS. a psychopath, basically, yeah. or um. a Tory. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Well, Christ or. Hunt. Um, we still hit. Um, uh, still on about Thatcher here. It's hard to say a name. Yeah. Um, we still hit her up here. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I mean, you've every right. Yeah. She only really took my milk away. That's all. <laughs> took a lot of. Well, lot of, men's, lot of men's jobs. Yeah. Up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the horror. I was born in the middle of the minor strike. Actually. Were you? Yeah. I was born in 83. How old are you? Uh, 33. 33. Um, are you younger? 85. Yeah. 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 My dad was strike like, striking it? at the time, yeah. Fucking hell, striking and cooking for you while he yeah. mum did a brilliant degree. That's so awesome. That's just, uh, they could... Your mum's a nurse? No, she's a chiropodist. Chiropodist. Foot, uh, foot nurse. Foot lady. Foot doctor. Yeah. Foot wizard. Foot wizard. I think she'd like that. Tell her to get a badge with it. <laughs> Foot wizard. Because um, one of your meals was dedicated to her, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the fish cool. course, yeah. Yeah. That was my best score. I was pretty proud of that one, yeah. That was wicked. I wasn't, like, I didn't... And um, it was the one you couldn't eat, wasn't it? Because you've got a shellfish allergy. Yeah, I couldn't try the sauce, no. <gasps> but, I, you know, um, if you're cooking every day... Yeah, you, you just know, know. You know how to cook something. Yeah. And you make a make big meal, or oh, he has an allergy. Mm. Um do it every day you know although my finger that finger there has been swollen for the last three weeks so I was prepping razor clams <gasps> and it's just it won't go down and it's ow look, that look looks how, like look how fat it is there. yeah is it tender yeah I'm just poking his finger mm. I'm just interrupting myself sorry but I'm allowed to because it's my podcast 
I want you to come and see me in real life. And there are three types of chances. Number one, come on the 6th of October to Manchester and you'll see the first ever hoovering live at the Union Theatre at 1.30. It's an hour ish. We've got an incredible panel, including Shirley Houston off of Coronation Street and Claire Goodwin off of Bake Off. Please come. It will be a really good laugh. Also, also, if you're further northeast, I'm doing a big, big, lovely fundraiser, a stand-up gig in Newcastle on the 20th of September for Rape Crisis, Tyneside and Northumberland. Tickets are on Eventbrite and the lineup is ace. I would love to see you at that. Finally, if you're in London, I'm running new material gigs to try and work up a new show eventually and I'm doing them with incredible other comedians in Camden. Some of them are so famous I'm not allowed to list them and I'm doing it for so cheap. It's only three quid in advance to come to those in london look up we got tickets within that website search for honers club h-o-n-e-r-s club thank you thank you sorry thanks mm, delicious it feels like on that show that they like make they sort of make you do like more camaraderie and josh oh, you yeah, with each other so, than yeah. you have to you have to do little sound bites and stuff did you all just get on actually and is angela hahn actually really nice angela hahn is um lovely yeah um, you could tell that they were like do 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 and you're like she's got kind eyes yeah. you can't paint someone as terrifying when they've got eyes that kind uh, she's uh, she's really good until even like here is snippets of of her knowledge and information what she can pass on about you know yeah. It's an honour that really, no, she's she's oh, a very player. cool, very cool. She had the hardest um, apprenticeship any any woman could have done in cooking, you know, like really? with Gordon Ramsay yeah. through the years. She worked with him yeah. um, and, and come through it and be at the top of a game. Yeah, she she must be like sort of strong. Nails. Yeah, she must be nails. I so, in every sense, mainly in the coconut thing. I don't think I could take it. I love crying. <laughs> I don't think I'd manage in any kitchen. I'd just be in so much trouble for crying all the time. It's a few it's Often with joy. There's more tears than, uh, than you would imagine in the kitchen. Well, you can hide it because of all the sweat, can you? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. We're always just crying through service. <laughs> 2018 is what I like to hear. Men allowed more than the one emotion. Is there anything that you eat in a particular, like, ritualistic way? Oh, yeah, beans on toast. Right, tell me about it. Three slices of bread. Yeah, white. What sort of bread? White Warburton's. Yes. Toasty. Yes. So get them in the toaster. We have like a four toaster thing, so yes. we're lucky. Um, <laughs> Very privileged. The plate, so start with the, the plate, and then the, the first slice of toast is buttered and then marmite and left whole. Right, and then the next two slices are buttered, halved, and placed at either ends of the bread I see so, we took, so we've got like almost a flour here yes sir yes and yeah. then I grate like loads of um, cheddar cheese under it mm. um, mature mature cheddar cheese yeah. under, the, under the marmite and then I like my um, my beans I have to be fucked I like them like uh, <laughs> tell, tell, go through the process of fucking the beans for um, me day microwave them for six minutes six yeah. minutes St- stir like them. lava yeah well let them cool down before because you want to okay, melt that cheese as well okay Pour, six minutes yeah. are they all, not solid is that not a solid well, bean loaf break down <gasps> do they yeah. are you sure they haven't exploded some, some of them have, have. I think uh, some of them have exploded it's a volcano in that microwave <laughs> and then pour over and then crack black pepper and um, brown sauce oh in that order I, I, I how much brown sauce just a just a flick just a little you don't want an every not Tabasco not Tabasco not, not Worcestershire um, yeah, Worcester would, would work the same way as brown sauce. Mm. I'm a brown sauce boy, though. You're a brown sauce boy. Is that a Geordie thing? Yeah, is it, do people not eat brown sauce all over no, the world? No, we've always had, I th- probably, there's versions of it everywhere, but I feel like, is it in Scotland you just have a, there's a, just a sauce called sauce that's like a vinegary, thinner brown sauce that right. you'd always have with with chips basically but I thought up here it was all about gravies and drippings gravy um, gravy's a big part of the diet Um, (laughs) chips and gravy that's brown could you tell your son that's liquid (laughs) chocolate chocolate (laughs) (laughs) you'll eat gravy maybe you'll eat gravy do you know he eats a nursery when he goes to nursery he conforms with all the other kids he sits (gasps) down nice and he washes his hands Um, when he comes home he just runs a mop 
That is hilarious. Uh, He's at nursery uh, in quinoa risotto. Well, no, he, <laughs> what, you know, you know like fifty pound a day at nursery, and one day he come yeah. over and he's fun. It was like he's had uh, hot dog wraps for his tea. It's like I'm not paying fifty pounds. You can for do that. better yeah. than that. My nursery is more expensive than that, but because it's very old, basically they're very flexible with hours. So even though it's very very poor Ofsted and not been done up for a really long time, he's still going. But um, I don't care. I don't care. They I mean, love him. That's all you yeah, care about. The time. They've got to be looking but after him. Once that's all. I picked him up and then. He was about eight months old, and it said on his form he'd had a, he'd had um, a fairy cake and spaghetti oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on the activities, watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty-five quid a day. day. Bloody hell! Down London. Tell you. Can I get cheers? Can hell. There's loads of stuff on Netflix I've never seen that I have to start watching. Deep Fried Masters is a good one. Deep Fried? Deep Fried Masters. No. Deep Like making deep fried butter and stuff. Fucking hell. Deep fried butter. <laughs> <laughs> deep fried butter. Deep fried butter. That's horrific. Oh. Um, oh. It's not the one deep fried. No. Deep fried lemonade. Fuck off. So. What? How do you deep fry lemonade? Make a lemonade cake batter, right? And then deep fry that. <laughs> I don't want it. Delicious. Oh, it's not delicious. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that's terrifying. Have you done any travels that you particularly remember because of the, what been, you ate? Do you know what? I've been nowhere. Really? Literally just been stuck in it. I lost my twenties. Really? To, to cooking? To cooking. Um, and I just threw, my, threw myself in it and um, I wouldn't have my own restaurant now if I, did, if I didn't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's hopefully, been worth it. Hopefully I'll get some time back. Yeah. Hopefully I don't just like, drop down when I'm 35. Don't die early. No. Um, so I've worked hard early so I can... But then, it, surely if you go to places where the food's interesting, it can be like a sabbatical. Yeah, but, well, we'll get time off. We we'll do like a nice place. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll go and see a nice hotel and stuff. And, Lovely. Um, been, uh, we went to Glen Eagles uh, a couple of years ago. Wow. It's like an amazing experience. Oh, um, yes. Like Amsterdam. Yeah. I have to smoke the <laughs> Delicious. There's some good restaurants in Amsterdam, apparently. Yes, there is. Um, some really smoky A couple of start restaurants over there. Yeah. Um, apparently, some... there's a, there's, the Dutch are like masters of the sour beer. A really? former guest was telling me. Like, really nice sour beer. I don't really drink that much of me now, you know. Not into booze? No. Well, that's good. Probably. Good for you. Yeah, I like... Um, I'll maybe say like two beers a month or something. Really? Yeah. And I used to... Until, like, uh, Tommy was born, I would yeah. be... I'd have, like, four or five pints a night. Yeah. Just don't fancy it now. But the pro- well, not a problem. The good thing is, once you stop drinking, then you shit face really quickly when you do, so yeah. you don't really need four or five pints a night. So just two. It's <clears throat> two pints. Done. Wrecked. <laughs> I like that. I like it when I have faces of doing that. They're quite rare. I've had a boozy summer. <laughs> I've just done loads of gigs at music festivals. Oh, and I, I, the last one was last finished last weekend and I got back and was like, I'm going to have a really clean, sort of clean living on the booze front for September. And then a f- my friend wrote a book and had a party for that on Monday. She, so that went out the window. Tuesday Cheers. was very clean living. But since Wednesday, I've been in Newcastle. What are you to do? There's only one thing to do, isn't there? Drink the lovely gin. Um, tell me about something that you ate out of awkwardness or embarrassment. Mm, I had like a half a pig's eye once. So <laughs> oh, oh, chef served as a like a pig's roasted pig's head, and like like uh, somebody got the eye out and just just sort of looked like a like a chefy chef. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh shit! It's awful. Was it just what you'd expected at first? Just, just like uh, wet. Well, it was already oh. cut in half. So oh! 
ice seep. Oh, to just taste was, of the pig's tears. Yeah, just, <laughs> um, maybe that's what it is. Well, so it wasn't very nice, so I wouldn't do it again. Um, I want to know, um, because a lot of what you do is really inventive with meat and bits of animals that aren't normally getting used to stuff, which I think is amazing, and really carefully sourced meat and stuff. Um, as an ethical carnivore, which is a term I've appropriated for myself from an amazing journalist called Louise Gray, who did a couple of years where she only ate things she killed, which is awesome. Do you have stuff you can do when vegetarians or vegans come in? Oh, well, obviously we've got um, the, the allotment of the roads. So we've, yeah. we've always got like uh, oh, amazing herbs and, yeah. and uh, things. We have a guy who we work with called Ken Holland, and he has a, a farm about five miles outside Newcastle, and um, he brings us this lovely beetroots, Jerusalem artichokes, celeriacs, turnips, Gorgeous. all that from five miles away. So do you just knock something up when someone comes in, or do you, do you need to phone ahead and say, just to let you know oh, if you come? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, allergies and uh, dietary requirements have been a big part of the job for the last four or five years everybody's got so I've got I've got an allergy yeah that's true actually I shouldn't have rolled uh, my eyes it's um I, I just I don't I don't tell people I, go, I just make sure I, I don't order anything off the, off the menu I mean luckily like shellfish isn't in everything yeah. um I went to Edinburgh for the fringe for a few days at the beginning of August and um to kick the fringe off we went to Fishers in Leith which is an amazing fish and seafood restaurant um, and I went with three friends two of them and me bang into our oysters really up for that and one of them had never tried them was really excited loved them so we got a second tra- a set of tray we all probably had about six oysters each it was fit it was so nice she was up all night was she? Oof. and I was sharing a little Airbnb with her so you need to um like microdose these things yeah um, do you think that was it yeah. oh okay you never had it before you yeah she should have it. just had a one or two. Oh god yeah. I think that's why I've got a shellfish because I I wasn't brought up with um, eating prawns or anything yeah, like that yeah. my, my parents didn't eat them so um, and then the first time you had them you had 80 prawns yeah to, to peel <laughs> oh god yeah I'd have peeled prawns before I prepped them yeah uh, ate, ate them sorry yeah yeah you know, a lot of taste things like that when you're a young chef. No. God, they should let everyone taste the it's things like that. I'm big on it, you know, I want a lot of young lads to, uh, yeah. to, to try to everything. Try stuff. We're going to yeah. do that with Tommy as well. Once he's beyond chocolate. Yeah, that's it. Once he gets Sit him a couple of oysters some for his third fruit. birthday. Get him some durian fruit. Ooh, oh, don't do that to him. God, that's enough to stop him eating anything else ever again, isn't it? We realise that Earth is actually an inflatable dolphin and the universe is the sea and a child god has come to ride our planet in the waves of the universe and that will obviously crush some of us and make the vast majority of humans fall off and die. Only you can stop the child. It does have to be you, sadly. She's been quite clear about that. And weirdly, she'll only leave Earth alone if you do cartwheels all the way from Berwick down to York along the pretty train line so at least there's nice things to look at. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! <laughs> but you're absolutely wazzard. You're all tired and sweaty, and you, but you're so... You know that bit after exercise where you suddenly realise how hungry you are? It's that Fun. No, beyond that, you're in the nice, the high that you get, you're in the high bit. You can have a shower, a bath, whatever, you can have a change, but you're starving and you deserve it. I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where. At home, with Laura, eating mince and dumplings. Tommy allowed there? Uh, Tommy's in bed. Yeah. Tommy's at bed, it's been a long day. Yeah. Um, and we're having mince and dumplings and a can of Vimto. Yes! Um, and, I, and nothing couldn't be happier. My little boy in bed, my missus next to us. Yeah. Um, my favourite meal. Heaven. Heaven, yeah. Massive thanks to Dave Coulson. He deserves that Michelin star, please, ASAP. If you're northeasterly, you have to check out his restaurant, Peace and Loaf, in Jesmond, and also try his friend Bob's Lush restaurant too. It's called Satchins. If you're miles away from them, then see him on the first three episodes of The Great British Menu quick while it's still on iPlayer.
Please tell everyone you come into contact to on the internet and in real lives about this stinky podcast. It's on all the socials at The Hoovering Pod. Rate, review, subscribe and follow me too if you want at Jessica Foster If you'd like to email me, you can do it through my website, jessicafosterq.com and hopefully, hopefully get to meet some of you in real life in Manchester on the 6th or at one of my Newcastle or London stand-up gigs. Links to everything in the podcast notes. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.